You are listening to the Coach's Ed Podcast, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. Today we're joined by Jay Cooney, current director of video analysis for the Philadelphia Union, former Stanford goalkeeper coach for the women's soccer team, um, and also a goalkeeper coach in the WPS and WUSA, speaking about how to best use video to help grow and develop our goalkeepers. I used to always use the other goalkeepers to teach. So I always felt like you watching my video of what I was doing wrong helped you more than watching yourself. Because I think it was very hard for them to sort of associate, or I would also have them dissect the problem themselves of the other goalkeepers. So I felt like sometimes they could learn from each other more, they could learn from me. So if I'm telling you that you're not set there, that's one thing. But if your friend is telling you you're not set there, that's a whole different thing altogether. You know, which helps like, because I would assume in your environment, you have a very clear one and two, right? If you have a very tight one and two relationship and it can be contentious, that can be difficult. But I'm sure that doesn't happen all that often. That's very fair. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were doing from the from the iPad. The, the, the great thing about the iPad is you had it on a tripod. So it was also eye level. So when you went back to watch it, that was easier. Do you know what I'm saying? So like you're not looking at a phone and it doesn't have that lack of professionalism of having a phone and everybody looking at a phone because you could be looking at like a, you know, funny YouTube video or something like that. But like they felt there was like a, a small bit of professionalism with the iPad. You know what I mean? Uh, but the, the the other thing too, Sean, is that the 11 inch, or sorry, is it the 11 or 14 or whatever, whatever the biggest iPad is right now is a fantastic, one has a fantastic camera, but two, <clears throat> the added screen size to it really, I think makes it very, very functional, you know? And that might be the next question. What's the, you know, so you've got the film, you've got the footage from the training, whether you get it uploaded into a platform, what's the next step? How do you... Um, you know, it's one thing for the kid to watch it. What's the the steps to, or the, the, the best meeting place for trying to talk to those kids? Is it that group setting with your yeah, entire yeah. goalkeeper troop? You know, is it the entire age group? What do you think is the best way to go? About I always it? felt like right there on the field. Um, so we did it a couple different ways. And we had a, when I first started with the union, we had a great situation where we had, um, it was two goalkeeper coaches working together with myself and BJ Callahan, who's now with the, uh, the U S national team. Um, we were able to kind of like try stuff, you know what I mean? And we had a really safe environment, like an Academy, you know, like it's a great environment to like, Oh, that, that didn't work. You know what I mean? It's not going to, it's not going to cost us like the MLS cup. Like we tried some, it didn't work. No big deal. We're, we'll try again. So at first with the video we were capturing on the iPad, we were, meeting the next day prior to training to review the video of everybody's clips and it was good it was a really functional environment where like the guys were were articulating points of stuff like that but it was taking us 15 minutes 20 minutes to get through you know five or six clips which it should you know um it was an analytical classroom environment right but we were losing time on the field so we're like all right well how do we how do we make this a little bit better so that's when we started doing the ipad right then on the field so one of us would be facilitating the exercise and the other one would be pulling the goalkeeper over to watch some stuff. And then there's going to be sometimes you're like, well, there's nothing to watch at that point. But I think the immediacy of it, I think this, the, the video of a goalkeeper training session has to be reviewed within 12 hours. The next day, I think, doesn't help. Or 
for you guys, it might be two or three days later at that point. Not that it doesn't help, right? But I think it's more impactful if it's right there on the field. And then what I was saying is we would review film um, right there on the field, but we would also bring in the whole collective. Like, okay, and we would ask, like, who do you think did the exercise the best? All right, Jay did the exercise the best. Let's go through a series. What do you think he did really well here? Or who do you think struggled a little bit with positioning on this, depending on obviously what the topic was and you look through that positioning I mean you think about it back to when you were going through it like I can remember at Tony DeChico's at Soccer Plus when I was 11 years old or 12 years old you had to bring a VHS tape with you and they had somebody filming process I can still remember what those seven catches look like you know what I mean and it's been you know a million years since then um I think that I was at Babson and then we were at Tufts. I coached Oh, those were brutal, I heard. So I did And the hill, the hill of death. Oh, I heard about those. I did I did one summer with Tony where I did 10 locations. It was me and Carl Greger and Per uh, Hendrickson, I think was his name. I mean, it was insane. I mean, there was one time, Sean, when I fell asleep on the tarmac going to the next location and I woke up like, I can't go to the field. I physically cannot. And I realized I'm on an airplane. Like it was a, it was a long, hard summer, but I can remember as a camper that what that looked like. I think that immediacy of being able to look at video either right after training or before training or sorry, or, or moreover during training, you also eliminate the parent out of it. Do you know what I mean? And you know that can really stunt development when the parent says like the exact opposite of what you're trying to say. So if you get out what you want that keeper to the picture you want them to to see, if they then watch it with their parent later, they can say, well, well, Sean told me to be here. And then the parent literally, unless it's, you know, somebody that has experience has to say, okay, that's fine. You know, even if it's somebody with experience, you know, they, they have to sort of if the player was told that on the field with the video image, the parent can't argue that at that point, you know, so you sort of take that sort of homeschooling portion out of it. That's a good point. What's the, um, you know, we've been focusing a lot and talking a lot about mentality, um, especially what Allison earlier in the month, right? He had his absolute letdown against City. Right. And you just see one mistake spill into the next mistake, spill into the next mistake. And I've certainly had experiences where film can help and teach and build confidence. Have you ever had it go the other way where somebody just can't get over themselves while they're watching film? We had one kid at the academy who was just so frightened all the time, but I think he was just afraid of me, which I don't understand. Like I try to be really inclusive and stuff like that. So I, I think he struggled a little bit, but I think, I think if you're, if you're mindful of the player, like, look, it, it, you, most of being a goalkeeper coach is emotional intelligence at that point. Right. So you have to understand like, who might need something and who might, you know, not need something, but you know, if, if somebody's expressing dour body language, I'll show them that, you know, look, this is you before you go into goal. Like, how are you going to react once you get in there? And, you know, nine times out of 10, they say like, Oh, not going to be good. So instead of showing them the actual exercise, you know, there were times where we would just show the transition to the exercise or the balls they were serving. You know what I mean? Like you have a complete lack of interest in this training session right now. 
Um, in, in that way, too, Sean, we were a little spoiled because we're in a professional environment. Like, I kicked kids out, um, you know, maybe a handful of times um, of a training session when they didn't have the, where they weren't mentally ready to do the training session. I would just send them away. Um, but you don't have that ability in a, in a play-to-play environment that could be very politically incorrect. But we would, I think whoever's delivering the message has to be very, very mindful of the fragility of a player. The thing I always utilize too, like when I'm trying to help somebody sort of acclimate them with showing video is players who are doing well will only see negative and players that are that are that are having a tough time of it will also see only see negative there are certain players that only just video one way um i don't know if you remember leslie osborne she was a perfect example of this like you would show her a negative clip and the kid would, would think she did great you know and, and like you kind of got to respect that kind of confidence but there's also players like a like a kelly o'hare would always see the negative side of something you know so you've got to be mindful that their kids are going to ingest things an image a certain way. That's why, like I said, I think sometimes showing someone else doing something was better for these kids than watching themselves. Um, some kids just really hate to see their own image. Like you gotta, you gotta remember you're going through some body dysmorphia at that point in that age, you know, like some of these kids really have some serious issues that they're dealing with, you know, and especially in goalkeeping, do you know what I mean? Like I always say goalkeeping is a destination, not a vocation. You know, like you got stuck there for a reason, you know, you might not be the fittest person on this field, you know, so that that image of themselves might already be really hard for them to see, you know, so the other thing too we've done and I, I can't find that recording right now, where we showed nothing but but knee and below. Do you know what I mean so the sometimes that oh. helps those. So not body positioning, or if we were doing, you know, a handling thing, it, we did a lot, I used to do a lot of stuff on the knees. I think you and I talked about that when we did camp, you know, five and six years ago. But if you were doing, you know, a footwork drill, we would just literally just show everything below knees because there was no reason to see anything else at that point. So oh, that's something that helped. Yeah. yeah it um, really narrows the focus of it all. Exactly. Or you're doing a profile of knees and below as opposed to behind. Do you know what I mean? There was a couple times where we did something along those lines, you know? Well, um, and it's interesting because I did something with knees last night and just trying to take the rhythm out of the catch, right? Just isolating hands and catching. Um, yeah. And you're right. If you just would have filmed the hands and whether you showed one kid his own clips or all of them, you would see vastly different performances. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, the starting hand position and all that stuff, you know, I mean, it was it, like, he just, the thing is like, and I'm trying to train like to an Academy guy and a USL guy right now is like it, emotional intelligence is like, you know, 95% of what we do, you know, uh, with it being goalkeeping or whether it's video as well. Like if, if you're not engaged, like there's times, like I said, we have the video image right there on an iPad on the field. And there's times when a guy will come over to me like, Hey, can you show me this? And it's like, I, I, I will sometimes lie to them. Oh, it's lagging behind. I'm sorry, I can't show it to you. And they're like, all right, no big deal. You know, maybe I'll look forward afterwards. And I have it. It's just that kid is, their mind is absolutely blown and they need to not watch anything right then, you know? Um, you know, there's some half times where we won't, you know, somebody will ask for a goal and I'll look over to one of our assistant coaches because I can tell they're swimming and they'll give me the head nod, do not show them that goal, you know? So like, you have to be aware of when people need to see things and when people need to not see things, you know? 
Um, and, and, and that's the biggest thing. But can you, like I said, can you reframe the image so they can see it differently? You know, like, especially even like Sean, when it's footwork, like there's sometimes kids just won't catch a ball, period, end, but the footwork's great. So if you were to just take the footwork image and show the kid, they'll be like, oh yeah, it was a great training session. When he didn't catch anything. I mean, you know, you've gone through that with a kid before, you know, where they're just, whatever reason for that week, they can't catch anything, but their positioning's great, the footwork's great, no big deal, you know? And then they get hammered by the coach about catching something, you know? So that's the, uh, sometimes sort of changing the image really kind of helps and let be make it less divisive, you know? Or even like we found, I used to do this at Stanford is I used to focus, like if it was distribution, focused on the, the, the actual foot and plant foot. So you really only had the ball image and foot uh, enough room for that as opposed to where the ball went because you could almost tell by slowing it down and showing them and especially now with a ipad dragging through that and showing them where their plant foot was in relationship to the ball you can almost know you already know what the good hit is going to be or the good kick is going to be for lack of a better term you know what i mean well i suppose even in that case with the ipad right you could even double dip because you could pinch in and zoom in and look at right. the film just in that way. And then you could back out and actually see the end result. Right. The, 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 again, the, 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 the ability to uh, manipulate an iPad and like the bigger ones, like, you know, if you've got X amount of budgets, like the 11 inch iPad to be able to manipulate, it has everything you need. You know what I mean? You don't need to pile anything on top of it. You know, we've, we've been playing around lately at the Academy with a projected image right there on the field that's where we want to get to on the our training ground but it being outside there's just so much it's just so cost ineffective but if you have some indoor facilities you could even project the image uh right there on the uh on the wall you, know? you guys are trying uh, to go for the bielsa cart huh with the tvs on it and everything we so i had somebody out you'd be surprised like so to rent something like that this guy works with harbaugh at michigan right now it's called 4K Solutions. And the thing looks like, a, you know, the road close sign uh, that you would have on yeah. a big image. Uh, it comes on a trailer. Same looking trailer, everything, but it's actually a video screen. We would like to do something like that, especially we have an image right now that's 40 seconds behind. It's almost perfect, right? So I actually have a call with a company tomorrow. Um, I'll show you. Let me switch back over to the Academy. Um, is that I want to try to do something like that and I think it could be affordable right here on this area here I think I can put a this is a gantry right here so underneath and project an image here because we do a coach's education every week um, Pat Noonan our uh, first team uh, assistant coach did one last week and you can see if I fast forward here we're doing a projected image you can see Pat. Oh, it doesn't yeah. look it doesn't look great uh, via the video, but I'll tell you what we did a handheld. Um, here it is, and this still isn't going to look great. But I was there, um, and I know it looked really good. Oh, you can see it. Yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. That's on top. That's on a board from a projector, and you know these projectors aren't a lot of money right now. No. You know, so you can plug the iPad in right away and you instead of, you know, having four people stand around, if you have some indoor facilities, which you guys do, um, you know, you can do something 
like this, uh, you know, on a video image uh, right there. It's the goalkeeper's well, and, life size. And I would think most clubs already have it because I know, like, we take it on the road with us, right? Hotel rooms, things like that. Right. right. And as long as you're indoors, you can, you know, it's a it's a fantastic image, you know? We've even mm -hmm. used it. We've tried it a couple times outside. It's not great. But if you're doing a goalkeeper shot behind single image person, it probably is pretty good, you know? Right. So you think about it like that goalkeeper would almost be life size. So they're almost looking at themselves. Right. That would be you know? cool. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. I think you raise a good point with this platform, though. It's it's one thing to get the film. It's one thing to have it. And then how can you facilitate getting in the kids' hands? So I say this all the time, Sean, like, and I try to, like, anytime I speak with, like, people in the field or, like, you know, they say, like... Hey, if if I'm the only one that has the answer, that's stupid. If yeah. the video only exists on my computer, that's insane. Like this yeah. stuff has to be accessible to everybody. And we were doing this at Stanford, Sean. I brought this to the academy. So we were using coursework. I think I spoke with you about it. We were using an academic website and we were uploading video there. We used to try to get our post-match and pre-match videos up 24 hours prior to a team meeting so that the players would understand what we were going to go over and then they could be armed with questions. So like everything we did, we tried to do front facing. So then I brought not that platform, but we brought a platform into the Academy. And that's kind of where I worked up to the first team was because like, look, this is working. And then we shifted all that over to this platform this year um, just because it had, a, and I, I didn't have to upload anything, which saves me like, hours of the day i can't articulate that part enough like some sort of platform where these coaches don't have to be responsible or make excuses not to upload because they'll you know they'll forget to record it and they'll say oh i had a hard time uploading it you know what i mean no that's a really good point hmm. it's a lot to chew on that's for sure what about using video leading into a session before we started to get into some of the videotaping of training sessions because I used to when I first started I was working with our, our uh, union juniors program so I would watch our coaches who are very good coaches explain the same exercises four times a month to four different groups it, like started to do my brain in and I was like well let's just show them video of what they're supposed to be doing so we're doing that now this year as well of like so yeah, so the kid comes to the field already prepared, has some idea of what's coming their way. Yeah, and they they can they could like there's some kids that will see it on paper. There's you know there's different ways to learn, right? Yeah. So at least you know two of the six goalkeepers you're going to work with understand what you're talking about before you do it. You know there might be a few that don't, but but a few. To be fair, do. you just need one because then they can run the demo and then everybody's on the same page. Exactly. And it takes away a lot of the, just the nonsense of it all. Right. So this is what we might do this year. Like this. So there's a training session movie organizer and it has like the exercises we might do. So we might use this this year where we're sharing this with the players prior to the training session. So if they look, they may not, but if they look, they know what we're doing on the day, you know? So, but this is the same thing, but again, it's, it's in your, it's, the gosh darn things in your pocket. Like every video you've done all year is right there at your fingertips. You know, well, I had this, this so, argument some of the other day, they're trying to keep their kids off the phone and I'm going, we've got to turn into this. We've got to oh, maximize yeah, this. You're not going to, you're not getting them off their phone. You know, no. the other thing too is now, you know, nationwide, these kids have a catalog of exercises. All right. I want to do some crosses. I'm at home. It's COVID again. It's 
pandemic part two, you know? So uh, you now can, a kid can look for a crossing exercise. Think about that. And it's a, it's a rush crossing exercise. It's not, like I said, it's not a West Ham crossing exercise. It's, a, it's your club's exercise, you know? What's your insight about using video post-training? Like I use, again, I use my son as like a beta, right? And like, I can see like, he will, he'll be upset. He was upset the other night about his inner squad performance. I showed him like two or three clips. He's like, oh yeah, okay. And then he's like, he went skipping away. You know what I mean? So like, it can really help, you know? The only problem is now like you have the, you have a parent behind him. So we had a meeting with our academy parents and I said like, look, allow them to find the video themselves. Don't tell them to go watch it. Don't force them to go watch it. And certainly don't stand over their shoulder while they're watching it. Um, and they've, I hope they've been good about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, because it changed the dynamic. Of, of yeah. The big way. But uh, it's the immediacy for that age and say like any kid's not going to be on their phone straight away after training they are you know that you watch them you know the first thing they pick up is their phone so imagine the first thing they pick up is their phone and they're watching the first half of training no but that's oh the other thing too sean before i forget too you could even do in game so we've done that with the academy goalkeepers right so we did a phone capture behind the goal for the whole 90 minutes um, and that's one that almost has to be coded because no kid's going to sit through and watch 90 minutes from behind the goal, you know, cause it's just, it's boring. It's all get out, you know? So same which thing is understood. four minutes of action. Exactly. But you're, you're also getting down to those four minutes of action, you know, and there's some really good discussion points. So we did that before we had this system, I was doing that with our goalkeepers. Um, and I was doing it from an iPad, um, because it just felt like it was a better sort of screen to capture from. You know what I mean? Well, this is all, you open the mind to a lot of ideas, which is always good and frustrating (laughs) at the same time, right? Because then your mind just runs with with what you got to do next because it is such a big big project, but something that can help one kid on such a micro level. Thanks for listening to Coach's Education exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network.